0: Welcome into the JP Shadrick podcast today, Friday, April twentieth, and it is the end of the busiest week of the off season so far. The players were back in the building this week. Pulp was Pleaslesney retired. A couple of the Jaguars met the media to start the off season program. Thursday was the state of the franchise, and Friday the Jags football leadership held the annual pre-draft media luncheon. That's all that happened this week. Let's start back on Monday with the players back in the building for the start of the off season program. It was the perfect day to honor retiring linebacker Paul Pazlesny, a team favorite and a fan favorite. The team room was packed with media, business office representatives, former and current players, and Jags coaches all came to hear Paz one final time. Who better to introduce Puzlesni than current linebacker Telvin Smith, who ended up stealing
1: the show? We could talk about these accolades and, and all of that, but the most proud I ever seen him is when he found out he was becoming a father that changed him and opened him up a little bit more to us and to everybody there are conversations that we've had that that will affect me and that you all see when you see growth in me forever and ever and ever his, his legacy will live on through what he's done here I love him I appreciate him I couldn't even it's nothing man even the words that I'm saying is the words came up with somebody else that I'm using to describe my feelings for you and the respect that I have for you but just know I've never met a a better man than you. I've never had a better teammate than you. I don't think I've ever been able to say someone loved me who I didn't do something for than you. And I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, I won't let you down. And I feel like that last game, we let you down. So I dedicate this next season to you, and I promise I'm going to lay it down.
0: Quite a powerful introduction from Telvin Smith for Paul Pazlezny, two guys that became incredibly close over the last few years. Once Pazlezny took the stage, it was pure pause. Professional, thankful, humble. But he made one thing clear about his retirement decision.
2: I don't want to do this. I don't want to retire right, right now. I want to I keep playing. But what was more important for me was I didn't want to go back out on the field and be a step too slow or or miss a play. You know, the, the, if, if I'm out on the field with Telvin and Miles and they and, and they expect me to do something and I miss that play because I held on a year too long, I don't know how I how I look at them. You know what I mean? So that that was unacceptable to me. And with that in my mind and knowing that. I don't know if it's 2018, but I, but there's a it, but it could be. There's a high probability, and I know that's right around the corner. And once it hits, it hits. It's, it's not there's you don't you don't stop it. Um, avoiding that was the was the most important thing. Where I said I, it's just it's it's my time because I, I don't I don't I love the game too much and I respect it too much to not ha- to not be able to physically do everything that I've done in years past. And if that's a year too early, uh, maybe I'm going to regret it. But would rather be a year too early than, than, than one play too
1: late.
0: We haven't seen the last of Paul Pizzlesny, I can guarantee you that. As he said on Monday, finding something to replace football will be difficult. And as many former players say, it is nearly impossible. On to Tuesday, and coming off a run to the AFC Championship game a year ago, expectations are high around the Jaguars fan base, and yes, even in the building. Quarterback Blake Bortles understand
2: the bar's been raised. You know the expectations are different um, coming in years past. You know even coming into last year after the previous year, we won uh, three games or whatever we won. You know with with Coughlin and Coach Marone coming in, you know the expectations had changed. But it was kind of like. You know, we still just won three games last year. Like, how good can we possibly be? And to be able to go through the season that we went through last year, um, the camp that we went through, and, and, you know, kind of see everything that happened, I think um, I think guys are coming back this year with a totally different attitude and kind of a, uh, uh, you know, a hunger to, to, to reach that final game and go win
0: it. For a defense that was among the league's best in 2017 and has most of the pieces back for this season, all pro defensive lineman Clayus Campbell knows they cannot live in the past.
3: Yeah, it's important. I mean, uh You know, in the NFL, it's a lot of turnover every year. You know, uh, and uh, this year, obviously, we had some turnover, but for the most part, you know, we're bringing a lot of people back. And, you know, uh, the culture staff staying the same is is, is crucial, you know, uh, because now we have some continuity. And uh, that's always good to have, you know, going into a new year. But uh, we still have to start back from ground zero and kind of, you know, uh, develop it again, you know, build that chemistry. You have to start back at ground zero and then build. You know, hopefully we can get further along uh, by the time the season starts than we were last year. But uh, you definitely have to start back at, at zero, regroup, and then kind of just take it one day at a time. Uh, but hopefully, you know, with our leadership and, uh, and a lot of the guys returning, you know, knowing the system, being familiar with everything, you know, hopefully it goes a little faster and we'll be further along.
0: So the off-season program is underway. Let's clarify some of the rules per the collective bargaining agreement. Phase one, that's what we're in now. It consists of the first two weeks, and it's limited to strength and conditioning and rehab only. Phase two follows the next three weeks when on-field workouts can include individual player instruction and drills and team practice on separate basis. So no live contact or team offense versus defensive drills. None of those are permitted. Phase 3, though, consists of the next four weeks. That includes the 10 days of organized team activities. And again, no live contact is permitted, but 7-on-7, seven 9-on-7, seven, and 11-on-11 11 11 drills are permitted. The mandatory minicamp for veteran players comes during Phase 3. And for the Jags this year, it's June 12th through 14th. Now to a cornerstone event of every offseason for the Jaguars, the state of the franchise. It was held Thursday in the U.S. Assure Club East at Everbank Field. A packed room of politicians, special guests, sponsors and front office staff watched in person and thousands watched along online. Jaguars president Mark Lamping took a look back at the last year, laid out some challenges for this Jacksonville market and made announcements that will shape the franchise for the future. Some of those announcements included Everbank updating the name of the stadium to TIAA Bank Field, a change set to take place officially June 4th. Camp Grunt style will take over the north end zone deck of the stadium on game days. And yes, Pet Paradise will have the first ever dog park in an NFL stadium that's in the south end zone deck. Most Jags fans, though, wanted to see and react to the updated uniforms. That was the final presentation on Thursday, and in our post-game show if you will. Jags owner Shad Khan explained the process of getting to this point.
4: I mean, I love him. I think especially with the season we have, it really defines the new team. Simple, powerful, agile, winning. We started looking at it right after Tom got here. Uh, And what do we have to do? It's a new beginning for us. And how do we define it? And obviously Tom is a very classic guy. Uh, Old-fashioned, old-school, which includes winning. And uh, so, you know,
0: we articulated the vision and had, obviously, Nike work with us uh, to come up with something we think defines the new team. Another part of the presentation included artist renderings of the sports complex and what the Jaguars envision for the future of the area around the stadium. Lamping announced Baltimore-based Cornish Companies as the developer for what will be a $2.5 billion investment. Lots of questions are still to be answered, but for Jacksonville Mayor Lenny Curry, one question is easy to answer: What a development like this would do for the city.
3: Well, I mean, I think you, we've heard Shot and Mark say it, and it, the first thing is jobs and economic development opportunity for people. Jobs are the core of everything. So, job creation, uh, demonstration that uh, you know, new capital. Uh, the Cordish Group was announced today, so the interest of new capital coming into Jacksonville. Uh, and from those jobs and income creates entertainment and uh, just a whole lot of fun and density in our downtown.
0: And finally, the Jaguars announced a major music event at the stadium for Labor Day weekend. Kid Rock and Jason Aldean will play with Jacksonville's own Leonard Skinner. It is expected to be their final Jacksonville-area show on the last of the Street Survivors farewell tour. Lead singer Johnny Van Zant, the brother of original lead singer Ronnie, and longtime guitarist Ricky Medlock, both Jacksonville natives, well, they hit the podium during the announcement, and then came on set with us on Jaguars.com after. One of the highlights today of the presentation was you guys at the podium, massive oh, Jags fans, uh, here, right? Yeah, we are, born and raised. Yeah, well, definitely. You know what?
4: The Weavers brought this team here, and you know it's gone on to the new owner here, and. Hey, last year I was so proud to be a Jags fan. Are you kidding me? You know, I was like, yes, you know. And hey, we were real close. We were real close. This next coming year, we'll go all the way. So you know, hey, no matter what, we were winners here. You know, cause we've come a long ways.
0: Ricky, he said on the stage, I mean, you guys are on the road a lot. So during the fall, uh, you don't get to see the Jags too much. Well, right? here's the funny part. Well, we don't get to come to the game. Okay, we get get always watch. try we to watch them, man. We don't get to
4: personally be at the game, but it's so funny, man, riding on the bus. You'll see the TV on, man, and the TV's on all the time
1: I've done,
4: on the on the Jaguars game, you know. Seriously, we've been going to shows before, and the Jags have been playing on, you know, the TV. And I'm like, I'm going to be a little late today. <laughs> Let the
0: opening group go a little <laughs> yeah, longer. You know the song a in, guys. <laughs> for sure. So, a huge event. I mean, you guys have played with, with Kid Rock and Aldine before. You guys a, a lot of times go around in different circles sure. like that. But this is a huge event. And this is something close to you guys mm. because, as you said on the stage, you didn't know where where, where in Jacksonville you wanted to play yeah. on the last tour, yeah. right? Yeah. So it did up right. like being in-the-bowl. You know, know, and awesome. it
4: couldn't be no bigger. You know, it couldn't be no bigger. And with the Jags, for the success they had last year and then, New coach. We love the new coach, too, by the way. It's good to see Doug back. I mean, uh, yeah, Tom back. Sorry. Doug is here for the first year. Yeah. Getting them mixed up, folks. But uh, you know what? It's a good city. It's a great city. I'm glad to see. You know, I live a little bit of ways out of, out of the actual city. And to come down here, me and Ricky took in the whole stadium today. Yeah, man. We went over to Daly's Place, the amphitheater, you know. So, you know, we're going to be like a bad rash, folks. We ain't <laughs> going away. <laughs> that's just that's a big change from
0: the old Gator Bowl days around Boy, here. Boy, right? you're not kidding. <laughs> I
4: well, I was in the Gator Bowl, the old Gator Bowl, when it was announced. They had a, a big function to go on down here. Okay. invited everybody in the city to come down to hear the new announcement. And I came down and heard the new announcement in the old Gator Bowl. <laughs>
3: That's
0: awesome. Yeah, man. The full State of the Franchise broadcast archive is available on Jaguars.com. Check it out. Finally on Friday, the pre-draft media luncheon, a yearly tradition. The Jaguars brass sits in front of the media at a luncheon, of course, to talk about the draft and usually they don't give up too much. Executive Vice President of Football Operations Tom Coughlin explained what goes into the process of finding the kind of players they want.
2: Well, there's investigation. The scouts that are there first and there early. The way the scouts operate is trying to be a year ahead of themselves all the time. And so that process of asking questions and gathering information and and being aware of things and uh, uh, is all all goes into the, the 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 whole package as you evaluate the player, obviously the guy 's got to be a football player, and you've got to you know rank him and, and evaluate him based on his position and what you feel the the important parts to his game are, but you take into consideration the academics the off the field stuff type of citizen that he is, what kind of leader is he, how is he in the community how's he thought? Uh, what, what do his teammates think about him? What do his coaches think about him? So there's a, there's a massive amount of information that comes to uh, allowing you to make a decision on, on a player in terms
0: of whether uh, he fits you or not. Next week on this podcast, a pre-draft media roundtable. Mark Long of the Associated Press, Mike DiRocco of ESPN, and Hayes Carlin of 1010XL Radio. We'll all sit down and discuss and debate what the Jags could do with the number 29 overall pick in the 2018 NFL Draft. The draft is right around the corner, and we've got plenty of coverage ready for you. We'll break it all down in next week's podcast. Remember to register for free tickets to the Uniform Launch and Draft Party. That's Jaguars.com slash DraftParty18. That'll be at Daly's Place Thursday night. Thanks to Jag's manager of radio, Joe Fortunato, and we'll catch you next week on the J.P. Shadrick Podcast.